gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages i'd like to say howdy how about the hat if you're checking it out on facebook let me want to know what you think of the red hat this actually comes out of i wore this hat at an event at belmont racetrack one day and i acted so surprised like i thought i was supposed to be dressed like a cowboy when i got to the track and um, <laughs> i wasn't and i'd been to the track hundreds and hundreds of times before that but it was cute and silly and now i have a jockey costume and that's a different story for a different day, who's talking to us? Who is this guy? I am your friend, the nonprofit sector connector, Tommy D, Tommy DeMisa, coming at you from my attic like I do, well, all the time, but specifically on this network here every Friday morning on Philanthropy and Focus. And now this is episode number four of a show we like to call Pals, the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. And what are we doing on this show? What, what are Valerie Heffron and I doing on this show? Well, we want to amplify the message that the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. And Valerie will tell you the story where this comes from and where the idea for the show came out of in a bit. But we want to support other animal lovers. We want to find ways where we can help each other in business and build a compassionate network together and wear silly red hats. Oh, no, that's only me. That's different. (laughs) If you're only listening and you're not checking in, I'm wearing a red cowboy hat. All right, gang? So you'll have to check out the videos on Facebook or or text me and I'll send you a picture. So we, we want to achieve this. We believe we will achieve this uh, to, to creating this community through the show, through this weekly show, spotlighting professionals who are animal lovers and the nonprofits that focus on protecting, sheltering, advocating for animals, and really as well as making uh, organizations that make that bond between us as humans and, and the animals that really make an incredible impact on our lives uh, this organization that's here with us today, Gallup NYC, and it's funny, I can't tell you how many times I go to type Gallup and it comes out Galoop because I know there's, two, I know there's a double letter in there. I just keep getting that it's two L's and not two O's, so that's my own deal. But I'm, I am a bit familiar with this organization and, and really familiar with this whole space. Um, as I, I told James and, and Abigail, Valerie knows this, I, I believe, as well, but I sit on the board for another organization in this space, uh, Horse Ability out here on Long Island. And so this, the horses are very special. In fact, my parents both went out today to visit Horse Ability uh, this morning. So I can't wait to see what they thought because when you get to see these horses and I had the opportunity to do a day of service, hashtag 60 days of service, but I got to do a day of service um, out of Gallup NYC uh, just about a couple of weeks ago. I posted that video this morning. Um, really, really special. Just such... Look, gang, if you haven't spent some time with horses, and I don't mean at OTB, and I certainly don't mean at the track, but I mean really get to spend some time with horses, um, I really suggest it. it. I feel my blood pressure go down every time I'm around these special animals. So talk about special animals. There are other animals dancing around in the room. Aside from the silly guy in the red hat, you know, Jovi's here, and Richie's here, and Jovi's wearing a tuxedo. So Without further ado, let me just give it over to my pal, Val, Valerie Heffron. Val, tell us the story about this, this, this show. What are we even doing here, man? Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so first of all, thank you. I'm honored to have these two guests on. I haven't um, encountered them in my circle before, and I, I just love expanding my circle of animal lovers and experts. Um, 
But so really that's the gist and crux of the show. It started very simply when I realized myself as an animal lover, if I'm going to go out to dinner, if I'm going to choose um, an accountant, or if I'm going to, I got my hair cut today and my hair cutter is an animal lover. If I can support people in business who are fellow animal lovers versus not, guess what? I want to patronize and support those people in, you know, in any way I can, whether it's through referral, whether it's through exposure or whether it's through, you know, direct business. Um, So we want to really highlight people in business who are compassionate to the animals. Um, And I can't wait to learn everything about Gallup NYC and what you have to offer. Cool. So what I want to just fill in there, Valerie usually mentioned this, but our show is really supported by Valerie and and me, meaning our businesses, so philanthropy and focus and uh, work be done. And work be done does give a, tell me you guys give money back to shelters and rescues. What's the story there? So yeah. um, So we're a relatively new startup company. It's a gig and marketplace um, organization. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, I should always mention this, but anyway, your sales would have got very upset with us on a <laughs> later on. I know how he is. <laughs> I'm terrible at self-promotion. Um, so we donate 10% of net profits, net profits to local reputable rescues. That's an important distinction as well as shelters and advocacy groups. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So, so look, if you want to find out, find out more about what we're doing, we're on, uh, we're on Instagram pal show. So professionals and animal lovers show. I love that. Just it's the professionals and animal lovers show. I always think that part is so fun to say. So I'll just continue to say it. But without further ado, let's get the show on the road, Tommy Dean. Let's keep it moving. So look, I was actually uh, because of the way I operate and, and when I meet people, they're sort of like if they don't shun me, they become lifelong friends. And I, I actually met with uh, with James and uh, and one of his colleagues through another relationship. Uh, shout out Ken Serene in New York City and Long Island Imagine Awards. And that's how we originally connected. And then I said, well, you know, after this, I'd love to come out and do a day service, which we did. And now we're on the show and so on and so forth. And I, I saw some events that you all have coming up, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on that I would like to attend. I think there's a barn dance, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? I saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, that comment, maybe my red hat would be perfect for yeah, a man. You know, it really would. <laughs> it's the place for red hats, for sure. Who knew? Who knew how prepared I would be for <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with a cowboy hat in your closet, now's your chance to break it out and wear it. That's, That's it. Right. That's right. That's it. So if you got your hats, bring them to the barn dance. All right, so let's get into this. So Gallup NYC. So I'm going to read something real quick for you guys all to kind of give a context for our listeners. Gallup NYC uses the proven methods of therapeutic horsemanship to provide measurable benefits for people with developmental emotional, social, and physical disabilities. Through weekly riding sessions with PATH International instructors, we help riders learn new skills, inspiring each one to live life as fully and productively and independently as possible. So James, look, I know your background. You go way back with horses, back to Texas, back to your hometown in Texas. So I want you to share some of that story. But what's cool about this is when I went out there, and Abigail, I want you to share your story as well. When when I went out to, uh, to Forest Hills, which is, Gang, there's a barn right in the middle of Queens that has horses. All right. So, you know, I, I mean, it is the city, but, you know, there's a barn there and there's horses. Trust me, I was there. Uh, and there's videos and I have pictures to prove it. So the other thing I'll say, though, is when I met people or when I met people out at your location, I, I, I think Michael was one of the gentlemen who I met there. And I found out that a lot of people volunteered 
before they became employees of the organization. Abigail saying yes as well. So, you know, it says that here on my notes that you were a volunteer back in 2011, James. So, and then now you're running the organization. So let's talk a little bit about your backgrounds and how, how things work and we'll get into programs. I think we'll have some fun today. So why don't you take it? Absolutely. Thanks, uh, Tommy D. Thanks and, and Val. Thank you for, for having us and thank you yeah. for having Gallup NYC on the show. Um, we're really excited to be here. I, I like nothing more than to talk about Gallup NYC and talk about horses and, and what we do. Um, I like to say I've got the most fun job in the history of the world. Uh, I don't have a red cowboy hat, but but that's okay. That's all right. You could get one. I might have to change that. That's a solvable so, problem. That is a solvable problem. So uh, yeah, I started uh, I started with Gallup NYC as a volunteer. Uh, I started volunteering on Sunday morning at um, at the Forest Hills location before we bought it. Uh, we bought it in 2017, but uh, I started volunteering at, at 8:30 on Saturday mor- Sunday morning, and uh, Abigail Wellhouse was one of the people who was volunteering with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, Abby started volunteering before I did. You started, I started in 2011. When did you start at? I started 2009. Yeah. So we've got, we've got several people in this organization who've been volunteering since then, since that time. So we have a lot of people that, you know, they, they join Gallup NYC as a volunteer and they get, you know, really enamored by the community and, and the work that we do to change the life of, of riders in New York City using horses. Um, and so my own personal story is, is, you know, it's, it's, it reflects a lot of other, a lot of our other people's story, which is, uh, found Gallup NYC, um, wanted to do more, volunteered more, and then wanted to do more. And so got certified to teach, um, therapeutic riding lessons or, um, changed career. Can I just ask you really sure. quick, how does one go about getting certified and how long does it take? Uh, that's a that's a, a really great question, and and I'll pitch um, right now that we always need therapeutic riding instructors. So anybody who wants to learn how to become a therapeutic riding instructor, hit me up, please. I would love to teach you how to ride. I would love to teach you how to become a therapeutic riding instructor. How do they do that, James? Let's do that right away. We'll be. Able, I promise we'll do that throughout the show. But how do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do they get but the process is really pretty easy, right? So no, no, I mean, hit you up. You're going to tell us how they do that. How do they get, how do they get to you? Yeah. I'll, oh, hit me. So uh, my email, james at gallopnyc.org. Perfect. James. Uh, at- I, 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 I was trying to hit you up. I, oh, you're hitting me. Right there. I like it. <laughs> Um, but the process is really pretty easy. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of student training. It's a, a lot of uh, training on the ground. And then there's um, a testing process. And, and now in coronavirus, it's all basically done via video. It's yeah. a really straightforward process. PATH International is our governing body. And, and, it, and it works really, really well. So, yeah, we're, we're thrilled to be able to, to um, you know, work with um, hundreds and hundreds of riders each week. And the reason that we can do that is our therapeutic riding instructors. I'll jump in too and say for anyone unfamiliar with PATH, it stands for Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. And that's what our therapeutic instructors, including me, are certified through. The easiest way for me to describe it for someone who has gotten their driver's license is it's a little bit similar to that process. Of course, different now with more being online, but it involves teaching some lessons while being supervised by somebody who's already certified acting as a mentor and just really getting getting experience and, and getting ready to go. And I'll also add that my story is basically exactly what James just said of 
you know, wanting to get more and more involved after starting as a volunteer. But I also love that there's one detail of my story that I've heard many people say was true for them, which is literally typing the words horses NYC into Google. And then all these years later, here we are. What did you <laughs> so type? Kind of a Google? magical thing to, to Google, I suppose. <laughs> that's really funny. Horses NYC. And that and uh-huh. that's how this yeah. And that's yeah. how and that's how I found Gallup. Exactly me too. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. But yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Google. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not a sponsor, okay? We're not going to promote Google, okay? No. <laughs> and also for those of you listening, of course, you have a leg up. That's also, I didn't mean to use a horse expression there. You can call it a leg up when you help somebody on their horse also. Um, but you have you have a leg up because you've heard about Gallup now on this program. So you don't have to Google. You can go right to our website, um, gallupnyc.org, and find out how to get involved and volunteer. We always need volunteers, and we always need people who are interested in becoming therapeutic instructors as well. I love that. I love that. We're actually going to, believe it or not, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I, what I want to know about is, so thank you for clearing up the acronym, Abigail, because I appreciate sure. that. It's something I try to focus on doing uh, wherever I am. But I want to know what therapeutic horsemanship actually is. What, is. what do those terms mean, and what does it look like? So we will be back. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. James Wilson, Abigail Wellhouse. Jovi is here waiting <laughs> with his tuxedo. Jovi, I told you I was not going to be outdone, you know, with like, like our clothes. And, and now I'm here in a certain time. You got a tux on. I'm not nice. Richie. Oh, I, he doesn't have the red hat though. That's true. I'll put the hat back on. I don't know where Richie went, but Richie was here with us. Richie the dog. We'll be back in 96. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
All right, I just have to say it. I love our music. <laughs> just never gets old. I could like work to this every day. All right, so we're back. Um, we have two representatives, James and Abigail from Gallup NYC. They're doing great things. And of course, I'm with my awesome muted co-host, Tommy Nuisa. Well, the only um, way I could be quiet is if I'm on mute. Man. <laughs> I was trying to mute and stay out of the way. That's what I was doing. So I'm I'm really excited to hear all about um, thera- therapeutic horseback riding. Let's get into it. All right, so I can I can jump in as an instructor on that one. So therapeutic horseback riding covers a, a very broad range of of things that we do, and the main focus is students who are learning to ride a horse and get all of the benefits that come with that. So we have a lot of riders who are working on things like social skills, attention span, working on strengthening muscles, working on being able to walk without something they needed to walk previously, um, a whole, whole range of things. And so one of the things that we love about therapeutic horsemanship and therapeutic riding is all of these things can be worked on by doing the most fun thing in the world, which is riding a horse and so, oh, being able uh, to perform that bond with the horse. Yes. Oh, I can't even imagine. Actually, I can. I did, mm-hmm. I did a short stint where I was uh, learning how to ride a horse. Really cute. I mean, um, I should say walk a horse, this horse, Milton, but it was awesome. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is about the attention span issue, because mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that is um, a growing issue not even just with young people, but even adults, everyone's so distracted all the time. So um, when you are are helping uh, people with, let's say that issue, do you hear about things like improvement on grades or improvement from feedback of teachers? Like what, what's the feedback you get? Yes, absolutely. And I'll say also, this is something that drives me personally to horses as I love that it's an activity that requires me to get off my phone and be really present. And the horses can tell when you have that level of presence and attention and they'll respond accordingly. Mm. So I think it's really Mm -hmm. helpful for a lot of our riders to realize that here's a moment where if they can be really in that moment and paying attention, they're going to have a much better ride. And that horse is going to, to notice them and, and they'll be able to develop that bond together. Yeah. That's amazing. I totally that. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just, I'd like to just jump in and, and really point out again and sort of reiterate that all of the things that, that Abigail mentioned are not horse riding skills, right? So we, we use, uh, we work with our horses, we partner with our horses to teach people how to ride, but the skills that we're ultimately going for are these, what we call life skill goals, right? So we want improved posture, improved uh, verbal ability, uh, improved patience, improved um, you know, whatever, right? So things that yeah. actually help in their daily life, because you know, people who know how to trot, who, who know how to you know ride a posting trot, that's not a skill that's going to help you in your daily life. But if you have increased verbal ability, well, there you go. That's a skill that helps. Well, that's a very uh, a prominent issue as well, as unfortunately, I, I think everyone is aware that the rise of autism um, has been. Uh, exacerbated really over the last, let's say, 10, 15 years. And so can you give us an example of that? Like when you say it improves verbal abilities, can you give us some examples of that? 
Sure, I can talk about that. That's something I've seen in several riders, and it's something that always just really touches me personally when um, there's a writer in particular that I'm thinking of, a little girl named Amy, who parents brought her in and said, Amy is totally nonverbal. First few lessons didn't say a word. But one of the things that we do is we teach verbal cues for the rider to be able to communicate to the horse. So the main ones we use are walk on to tell the horse to walk, trot on to tell the horse to trot, which is a little faster and more of a jog, and wool back, which is what we use to tell the horse to stop. So even for riders, when we're told that they're nonverbal, we're still incorporating these into lessons. We do things like have volunteers around them repeat the word and you watch them start to form it with their mouth. And then with this particular student, one day, all of a sudden, you know, the volunteers were saying, whoa, back. And suddenly she said, whoa, back. Oh my God. And everyone looked around like, did that just happen? Is, is, this, is yeah. this really a thing? And then, you know, the parents were just you know, so shocked. And to me, one of the things that resonates about those kinds of experiences is realizing that there's so much that riders understand that we don't always know if they understand. So one of the phrases that we use a lot at Gallup NYC is believe in ability. And so stories like this, to me, show that you need to presume that the rider is competent and that that rider can do a lot and they will show you then that they that they truly can. Did you say believe in ability? Yes, that's right. Believe in ability. Yeah, three words. Believe in ability. The, the other thing that, that we say a lot at, at Gallup NYC is we have, we say we have a culture of yes. And for us, that means saying yes where we can right? We can't always say yes to everything, right? If a parent says, hey, I want my kid to go right on this thoroughbred around the track. Okay, well, that's a no. <laughs> but um, we want to say yes as much as we can, because we understand how uh, challenging it is for somebody to uh, be told no all the time, right? And so yeah. we really want to support our riders and support um, their family and, and, and their lives to be as successful as they can um, in life, right? And for mm -hmm. us, it's just about getting out of the way, providing them a horse and letting them do the hard work of learning to ride and, and having these improvements happen in their life, um, just simply by learning how to ride a horse. I'll add to that too. I love when riders come in with big dreams and finding ways to break those down into small manageable steps where we're breaking toward that. So for example, at our Forest Hills location, we have a setup where our experienced riders who have shown that they can do certain skills in the arena can take the horse out in the park on the bridle path. And that's a, that's a big goal. There's a lot of things that can happen in the park. We have a lot of requirements for riders who are working on that. So when you have a rider who comes in and they're brand new and they're still working on holding the reins, but that's what they're dreaming of. One of the joys and challenges is as an instructor figuring out how do I break down so many of these little parts so that every lesson, this rider is just a little bit closer to that big dream that they have. Yep. That's fantastic. I can only imagine how happy that individual would be when they are finally told you're, you're ready. You're ready to go onto this path. Right. Um, and and similarly to one, another big dream that we hear a lot is being able to canter the horse. So that's the next speed up from trot. I know what that means. Yeah. So that's, that's a common one too, where, you know, someone comes in, they say, well, I want to canter on day one. And you say, okay, well, here are the things you need to be able yeah. to do first in order to do this safe, safely. Because yeah. safety always right. has to be a huge emphasis around horses as well. I wouldn't even try to canter now. I'm more of the one that's like, you know, I'll, I'll go on like a group of 20 on the trail and I'll mm -hmm. be 
somewhere towards the back of the pack. But yeah, no, that's a serious event. Um, yeah, I mean, you can always work back up to it if you want. Yeah, that's that's exactly. You know what? If I could interrupt you, thank you, Abby. I've heard you. I know it's Abigail, but I heard James play Abby. Oh, either one is okay. You can call either. So thank you, Abby, because here's here's how we're going to play this one. Valerie is determined for me to have a rescue dog in my house, which we're we're kind of close to. So since we're playing around and since this is a live show, we're going to get you back to canter ability, and that'll be your challenge. Okay, so we're going to get Valerie. I don't. We're going to get her. I don't, I didn't know what Cantor was until 42 seconds ago, but now I do. <laughs> I'm going to end up with a rescue horse in my house. It's only, I think it's only fair. <laughs> we'll only say it's a, you know, the seven or eight people will watch this show and we'll talk about it later on. How's that? <laughs> all right. Let's well, work this Small through. steps to achieve big goals. That's what Abby just said. So Val, small steps to achieve big goals. I got four kids, man. You're making me get a dog and we're going <laughs> to play this game. But I, I, listen, you, I like it. Like I like the challenge. I like it. I think I'm game. I'll, I'm going to do this somehow, some way. And I actually, while I'm at this, I want to ask you guys also, like, um, so this says Gallup NYC, obviously that's uh, referencing your area. Are there other Gallups and territories or are you guys strictly New York? Is there like a Gallup, Tennessee or whatever? Or <laughs> there, there, That would be awesome. That, but yeah. That, that would be fun, um, but we're focused on New York City, right? So we, the, the organization was founded um, to provide therapeutic writing to New Yorkers, right? Okay. We know that there's a, a huge amount of need in New York City. Um, a few yeah. years ago, there was, the number was 200,000. There's 200,000 kids in the New York City School District that have an individual education plan. So that's a huge number of, of potential um, riders that, that we could service, that we could work with. Um, so we really, um, you know, we really want to focus on the city. There's, there's uh, volunteers here, there's clients here, there's all of the things we need to successfully run a therapeutic riding program. The only thing that's a challenge in New York City is the horses. Um, and, and I'm sorry to make you back up for one second, but right. can, I, know, I know what an IEP is. However, I think there's a lot of people who don't. Can sure. you just maybe touch on what that means? Yeah, it's, it's really simply just um, a, a designation that the school uses that a, a, a student needs a little specialized help, right? That's the, the, the safest way to say that. Um, it's usually a designator to, to indicate that somebody has some sort of disability of some kind. Okay, right? Does the school offset the costs for these programs at all, or we have we had the school we had District seventy five schools riding with us before the pandemic in the old days. We had about twelve different District seventy five schools riding with us, um, and District seventy five is the New York City school district for kids with uh, special needs. Um, and so we had a bunch of different um, schools riding with us. And one of the things that, that this, the teachers reported was that when the students came back to school after mm-hmm. riding with us in the morning, they could focus better. They yeah. could pay attention more. They were, they were in their lessons. They were, they were better students because they spent two, two hours with the horses in the morning. So that's sort of a, a, an answer to an earlier question about... yeah. Does it carry through? And it absolutely carried through. Um, the New York City School District didn't offset the full cost of all of these riders, but uh, we have a lot of donors who are very supportive. 
mm-hmm. um, and have supported the the, the cost of, of all of our riders. All of our riders get some sort of um, scholarship support. Okay, so perfect time to potentially segue when we come back, because I know mm-hmm. that's a very important part of your mission, and I'm all on board on this as well. I personally grew up pretty poor. I'm not going to say I was like dirt poor, but poor enough to live in a basement apartment for like as a child mm-hmm. anyway but your mission is to be inclusive and to have horses for everyone and so that is an affordability factor and i want to talk about that so i want you guys to talk about that i should say absolutely when, yeah so we're gonna to go to break now tommy d right yes we are we're all set all right break time break time <laughs> very good thanks Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast? a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space. I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the PALS Professional and Animal Lovers Show. With us today are James, Abigail, and Abigail from uh, Gallup NYC. And of course, my awesome co-host, again, on mute, Tommy D. And we were just about to get into, so 
well, horses in general um, and owning a horse and being able to ride a horse has a certain um, stigma attached to it, whereas most people feel it's a very expensive thing to be able to own a horse, stable horse, care for a horse. And this wonderful organization, Gallup NYC, wants to make it um, accessible and have horses for everyone. So let's get into that. Let's get into that accessibility factor. Yeah. So Gallup NYC was really founded um, um, to make sure that everybody um, in New York City that, that wanted therapeutic riding, that wanted access to horses, would have that opportunity. Um, so we really baked that into our DNA and, and the culture of yes that we talked about was one of the, is one of those ways, right? So, um, we believe that it's, that the first step for anybody to get involved with horses is to learn about it. And if mm-hmm. you show up at a barn and, and you're not, you know, you don't understand what's happening, right? So you walk into a barn and there's these big, scary animals walking around and there's these people carrying things that you don't know what it is. And they're using <laughs> words that you don't understand. It can be really intimidating and, and a little bit frightening, right? So and a bit smelly, if we're being honest. And what? A little bit smelly. Little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I as the, the experience, I'm, I'm a professional horse person, right? That's my job. And I walked into a barn, um, not around here, but I walked into a barn when I was in another part of the country. And I was a little intimidated. I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. So I can only imagine what, what it's like when somebody walks into a barn that they don't understand. And so at Gallup NYC, what we do is if somebody walks in and they don't understand what's happening, our first question is, hi, can we help you? Can we help you understand what's happening here? Can we teach you what this is? Can we teach you the right way to move around horses? Can we teach you how to be here and how to enjoy your time around horses? Because we really firmly believe that everybody should have the opportunity to be around horses. Uh, our riders should have the opportunity to to have their life changed and have you know skills built in their life um, by riding our horses and our volunteers and our uh, community. Everybody that works with our horses deserve that chance to be around horses and have their life be made better. Yeah, they're such beautiful, sentient, intelligent creatures, and I also believe not just with horses per se, but definitely with horses that if more people were exposed um, to horses and were surrounded by these wonderful experiences, wouldn't the world be a better place? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will, I'll tell a quick story that during coronavirus, obviously we, were, we weren't offering lessons to the public, but we still had horses in town and, and we still had staff that were taking care of the horses. Um, and then we had staff that weren't there at the barn, right? So we had people that were at the barn every day and we had people that weren't at the barn every day. Um, mm-hmm. One of my staff members was having check-in calls with, with all of our staff members. And she reported that the barn, the people that were with the horses every day felt better during the pandemic, right? And, oh. and that's, that's non-scientific, of course, but, but of course they did. They yeah. were out and they were with horses and they were able to take care of, of, of our teammates and, and they felt better um, during a time that was really, really hard. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not just um, like more energetic and physically better, but also less depressed and 
less inclined to feel like it's the end of the world, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm certain that many of our volunteers will have the same story. But when I started volunteering with Gallup NYC, I did so because I was going through some, some challenging times in my personal life. And, and my answer in my own brain was, what do I need? Oh, horses. I need horses. And so that's what I did. Google horses, New York City. And, and I found Gallup NYC and, and my, the entire trajectory of my life changed. But, you know, what really changed is, is I got to be around horses and more importantly, our riders. And it really made my life better. Um, yeah. So, you know, the work that we do is not just for our riders. It's for our, it's for everybody. Abby is, right. is a, a, a better, you know, you're a, a happier person because you're around horses, just like I am. Oh, it makes such a difference. I'm always reminded I had a, I worked at a camp years ago and one of my coworkers made the comment to me of whenever she was feeling really low, she thought, when was the last time I was on a horse? Oh, that's it. So it really does make a big difference in, in your mood. And the other thing I was thinking about, James, as you were talking is that one of the things that's so amazing about volunteering and one of the things that personally drew me is when I first moved to New York City in my early 20s, I couldn't afford to just go and ride wherever I wanted and, and do all of that. So I was looking for a way to be around horses that was free. And so that's that's huge as well as a reason to to start. And one of the things also that we have that I think is really special is we do offer some discounts on riding lessons for volunteers as well. So it's all, all part of making all kinds of riding and being around horses more accessible in New York City, which definitely was made, made so for me personally. Yeah. And I have to say out of, so I've, I've definitely, you know, played a bunch of sports and tried a couple of things that I wasn't so great at like surfing, but out of all the sports, volleyball, whatever, uh, you guys have the best outfits. Like, I love- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sure you know. Wait till you see me. Wait till you see me. I'm playing golf tomorrow. And if you haven't seen me, what I wear when I play golf, I have purple knickers and the socks that go all the way up to my knees. So if you can, golf can be pretty cool too. It's a fun thing. But you can, when you dress like a jockey, that's always fun too. So yeah, the only thing wrong with golf is that there are no horses. Right. right. Maybe we're coming. You know, oh, we should patent this. We just came up with a game. Horse. <laughs> horse, you play golf. It's kind of like polo. Sort of like polo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and but it's the white pants. Horse golf. We just made it up. <laughs> horse golf. <laughs> so I want to know this. You guys talk about the volunteerism and how involved you guys were as volunteers. And and certainly selfishly, I will say this. And, you know, as somebody who hasn't had a drink in uh, in 11 years, I, I'll say this. Sometimes you need a fix. And I go down to horse ability to get a fix, to, to see my horses, especially uh, the minis. I mean, the minis crush me, man. Like um, uh, Pearl and Aiden out there at Horse Ability. In fact, the first ever show of Philanthropy and Focus, Katie McGowan was here. And um, Pearl showed up at the show. Or was it Aiden? I don't remember. One of them, it was, it was January 8th of this year. But we had, we didn't know, like, we're live on Facebook, the whole thing. And she had the mini come in. She's like, Tommy, what should I do? I was like, I don't know. We're still live. Let the horse come in. So the horse, but those, those minis, it's such a special experience. And, and I sort of, you know, get to kind of steal that access by being so involved with these organizations, you know, and it's fun, but talk about volunteerism. Like, are you, are you openly available? And, and when you talk about that too, I know there's more than one, we've only really talked about Forest Hills, but there's several locations around the city. If you guys could talk about that and talk about volunteers and what can volunteers do? Like, you know, I'm big on, we keep talking 60 days of service. It's easy to go out and do service and support an organization. Plus 
you get to hang out with horses. Pretty good deal, man. So yeah. talk about that if you could. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we do, and then I'll ask Abby to talk about, you know, what volunteers actually sort of help with on, on sure. site. So so we have four locations. Uh, we're, we're at our own facilities in, in Howard Beach and then in Forest Hills. Um, and then we also work in Prospect Park, um, and we work at the Bronx Equestrian Center in, in the Bronx, in Van Cortlandt Park. Um, and, uh, sorry, in Pelham Bay Pelham Park. Bay Park. Thank you. Um, and, and we're open for volunteers, right? So we have um, all of our COVID protocols in place, and they're different by, you know, different opportunities in different places. Uh, but we, we are back to offering lessons to as many riders as we can. We're, we're going to be at about 300 riders a week in this, this fall. Um, and we need volunteers um, that want to come and, and support our riders. So we have volunteers that come support riders. We have volunteers that work in the barn. We have volunteers that, that um, come do special projects. I had a couple of volunteers help me set fence posts over the summer. Uh, mm -hmm. Hard hard, hard work, but they were, yeah. they were with it. They were ready to do that work. And then, you know, we have volunteers that serve on the board of directors. So we have volunteers from all levels at all different opportunities and, and all different places. So you can go to our website, gallopnyc.org and sign up to be a volunteer and we'll, we'll uh, work you through the process. Yes. And how do your horses sign up to be your horses? I mean, like, is it like a help wanted ad? Or yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Are you getting uh, the, your they can, they can probably email James. Yeah, the help wanted ad was hard because their feet didn't. Yeah, the typing was challenging. I only type with two fingers, so maybe it's... <laughs> I think they could probably get a special keyboard just with all the keys a little bigger. Make <laughs> it work. We're, we're, we're really making it work at Gallup. Well, we'll set that up. That'll be so it's horse golf and we're setting up a new keyboard for horses. This horse is keyboard. Million dollar ideas right here. So one thing I want to say before I forget, because it's very important, and this maybe could be a reason for somebody to volunteer also, is we do have two miniature horses out at our Sunrise Stables location in Lindenwood. Their names are Joy and Priscilla, and they are absolutely adorable and absolutely tiny. They are too small to ride. They're basically pets, and we love them. And um, we also use them for some of the therapeutic programs, too, with grooming and things that don't involve riding. Joy and Priscilla? Uh, Joy sure. and Priscilla, yes. Joy and Priscilla. We, we, um, we introduce people. They're really, really good at people who might be scared of big horses. You put yeah. them next to a little tiny horse, and it's like, oh, this isn't scary at all. So... They're a really good uh, mascot for the organization, and they're really great at, at, you know, making people understand that it's not scary. Right. Yeah. And also, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the roles of volunteers and lessons. So first, I want to emphasize that you do not have to have horse experience to come and volunteer. Like, we will teach you how to do things. And the first role, generally, that people do if they're coming to lessons and they haven't been around horses before is they're um, a sidewalker. So that means they walk alongside our riders, sometimes providing physical support, such as an arm over their thigh to help steady them, sometimes providing moral support in terms of repeating things the instructor says, helping with attention, that kind of thing. Um, and so their focus is on the rider. And then we also have lead walkers who are the ones who are leading the horses during some of our lessons where a rider is working on increasing their independence and maybe they're learning how to use reins. They're not off lead quite yet. And so the lead walker is there to help support them. Um, mm -hmm. and, and lead the horse and help out with steering so the rider can focus on on the skills that they're learning. I had that opportunity to be a sidewalker and it was a really, really special experience. And um, I just, what look, I had a, a great day. Uh, Dana Marie, it was out in, in Forest Hills, 
but had I known the minis were in Lindenwood, I might have I might have said I'm going down there. So we got 46 days to go, gang. I might be coming back because the minis are. I mean, they are so special. Val, it's very important. We also have uh, ducks and chickens, and there's geese running around, and it it feels like a it's a real urban farm atmosphere out there at sunrise. Come check it out. I'll be ready with my cowboy hat. We're gonna take a quick break. We will be back. This is pals, professionals, and animal lovers show. We'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. It's funny when that calm song comes on because Val, I'm used to nonprofits need connections to move in good directions, and I'm like bopping around, and then it's like, <laughs> but I realize it's not that show, man. It's the other show. I think we're lucky because we just got to enjoy both. Yes, you did. One for right. the other. You did. <laughs> uh, thank you, Abby. Uh, look, this is the Pal Show. This is not philanthropy focus. Alert, alert. This is not philanthropy focus. This is Pal Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Val, what? What a trip this is. This show, doing this show is so fun, isn't it? I, I mean, I, we- Joby's passed out. Our mascot is sleeping on the job, as usual. And uh, But that's okay. He made his, he made his cameo. <laughs> he, he was, and he was dressed up. I mean, listen, I got to tell you, many a good man has been passed out in the tuxedo. It just it, it, <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad guy. Man. That's you, true. You get that's tired. a fair point. Yeah. Since Tommy made a reference to Richie early on, but some people may not have uh, seen him or heard him. Uh, Richie is my little rescue chihuahua mix that I got from Sean Casey Animal Rescue in Brooklyn. And he's a he's a little guard dog sometimes in the home. So he's currently out for a walk. But if you are watching the video and you're interested in seeing Richie, he pokes his head up at the very beginning of the show. So you can and watch it again for some Richie. Oh, sorry. Do you bring him around the horses? You know, I have. Yes. I used to have a schedule where it made sense to bring with 
bring him with me to the barn sometimes. And mm-hmm. his favorite thing would be after the lessons, when there are no horses in the arena, I would let him run around and I would set up little jumps for him because he loves to do dog agility. So he'd be like a little horse jumping uh-huh. around. It's is there a video of that? Please tell me there is, or we got to do it again. Uh, you know what? There is. I'll, I can I can send it to you so you can put it up for, for listeners. To see. I'd like to give a shout out to Richie. Yeah. I want to give another quick <laughs> shout out. Two, two shout outs, actually. I'm, a, I'm like, I sound like Funkmaster Flex on Hot 97, one of my shout outs. <laughs> so, Sean Casey, Animal Rescue, shout out to them. We'd love to. Is there really a Sean Casey? Yes, there is. There is. We'd love to meet Sean and, and his team or whoever it would be, uh, you know, I, Shout out Brooklyn. You know, I don't tell anybody Queens is my favorite borough, but shout out Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> like anybody cares, Tommy. Like who cares what your favorite borough is? <laughs> like, really? so, Sean Casey, we'd love to have you on the show if uh, if you want to amplify your story. Uh, and then the other shout I have to make is my friend Cher Scott, who I was, who I actually, that's how I met um, James and, and the team at Galp NYC. And Cher was, uh, was really uh, instrumental in getting me to come out and do my day of service. So thank you, Cher. I appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you again soon, perhaps at the uh, upcoming event, which is uh, the barn dance, which we got to get to that before we get out of here. Absolutely. What else would you guys want to share? And Valerie, obviously, if you have questions, what else would you want to mm-hmm. share before we get out of here to make sure that people are aware of the organization and, and what you need or who you're looking to connect to, things like that? Sure. I want to talk a little bit about the horses, right? We've, we've talked a lot about the volunteers. We've talked a lot about the people that, that we work with. Um, and, and we couldn't do any of this without our horses. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky that we are able to offer the, the therapeutic riding to, to as many people as we are in New York city, but, um, but it's our dedicated horses that let us do that successfully. Um, we get horses in all kinds of different ways. And, and the thing that I really like about, um, about therapeutic riding and, and what we do with our horses is they have a job, right? So horses, um, most horses um, don't want to stand out, stand out in the field and just be bored, right? They're, they, they have done a, a job throughout their life. And unless they're ready to really retire, right? Unless they're very old or, or they can't really work at all, a horse really likes to have something to do. And so what we're able to do is take our horses and give them a really nice job. We've got a lot of horses that had, um, you know, they were competitive horses, they were um, um, hunter jumpers, or, or they were a reigning horse, and, and they need something quiet in sort of the, the um, after their working career. And so therapeutic riding is a, is a job that our horses can do that's really walk trot, it's really quiet, it's really easy. Um, and these guys can have a nice loving environment where they're successful and they can change the lives of our riders. So Val, you asked a little while ago where we get our horses and, and we talked about the big horse keyboard. Um, and And a lot of our horses come to us from people who donate horses that don't have a job anymore, right? So, so one of one of our favorite horses, her name is is Holly, Holly Golightly, um, and she was donated by one of our supporters, um, and she was a former jumper, right? She was a very successful jumping horse, a hunter jumper, um, and she got a minor injury that prevents her from from jumping. Right. So she could do it. It just is not comfortable for her. And so she doesn't want to do it anymore. And so um, this horse got donated to Gallup NYC and she gets to walk, trot quietly around the arena and and 
give people, give our riders the opportunity to learn to ride. And so it's really just, you know, finding horses that have the right temperament and, and who want to do this work. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to kiss a lot of frogs to find the right, you know, to find the princes. Um, but it's, it's really valuable for our guys, for our horses to be able to do this nice quiet work. Yeah, I feel like the horse that I was uh, being, I had some lessons with, um, my dad was great at scoring like affordable, affordable programs back in the day. And he was an alumni at CW Post and they had a, a program where if you had children, your your kids could basically learn for almost nothing. But mm. my horse, Milton, was like the calmest, sweetest, you know, most non-aggressive horse. And he just would he was just a mush ball. He would have blended, I feel like, right in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Having having a horse with the right personality is is really key. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would rather have a horse that's got some aches and pains, um, because we can manage those aches and pains. Usually our older horses, like us older people, right? I'm, I'm 45. I've got plenty of aches and pains, but that doesn't mean that I can't work. Right. So my knees hurt when I go outside. Okay. But still I get to do my job. And so we've got horses and, and we take really good care of their aches and pains, um, so that they're able to do a little bit of work. Because we right. feel really strongly that there is is that dignity in in being able to work. Yeah. You know, that's so special. What if we did that for our people more often, you know, like returnees and retirees and value the wisdom of our older folks? And I know I know in certain parts parts of the world we do that, but I feel like uh, we don't do it enough. Just to make yeah. absolutely I agree. And, and to, to sort of to that end, what, what we at Gallup NYC are doing are, are creating a job skills program for people with disabilities, right? Again, because we believe in the dignity of work. We believe that everybody has the right to have a job. And so and- we're working with people with disabilities to teach them the skills and the practice that they need to be able to go find employment in other places. We're using the work that needs to be done at our barn and, and in our program to teach these skills to, to young people with disabilities. I love that. Dignity of work. Tommy, it's such a good point. And I feel like with older people too, it's, there's this old adage, which is, you know, you rescue rust. And a lot of times they're bored. They don't, they don't even know what to do with themselves. They're widowed. You know, they're just, their time's just passing them by. They want stuff to do. So I love what you guys are doing and I love your message. I absolutely love it. I'm a fan. Thank you. have to get certified so well not what does she have to do i i I blew it because i forgot the word she has to canter is that what she has no that's the word you remembered it is canter okay cool so val we'll figure that out you know like after the show i mean you guys will fill out permission slips or whatever we have to do to work it out (laughs) all the things i'm filling out all sorts of applications to get a dog so i think it's only fair (laughs) <laughs> shout out to dr barry heffron so uh, i see you checking in on facebook and and one of our fans i like it we have fans valerie samantha nice. marino. hey samantha marino she says fantastic guests i love their mission and i know you're checking in from another part of the country because uh you checked in with us last week too so thanks for being supportive and tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends about our show the pal show val yes first james abigail thank you for being here we appreciate yes. you Valerie, next time you're up this way, you're going to come and take a visit with me to see the horses, right? Promise? All right, good. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This has been great. It's a pleasure. Thank you. 
I just want to say one last thing, and um, just because we're approaching a deadline, but the bottom line is, uh, in terms of if you love animals, just please make sure you're registered to vote because, you know, you can't uh, vote in compassionate elected officials unless you're registered to vote. And if you moved, you have to update your registration by October 8th. Thank you. Rock the vote, Val. (laughs) Be on the show next week. Joanne Winkart Cave. I'm so excited. She's a senior district uh, leader with the Humane Society of the United States and a fantastic animal advocate. We're going to have a great time. Yeah, got it. Thank you for doing that. Here's what you can do if you want to stay in touch with us. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Check out the videos. We're doing some silly stuff. Joby will be there. We're going to get some Richie videos. Richie the Rescue Dog. We're going to get some of his videos out there. And here's what we like to close this show with. First, again, I'll thank our guests one more time for being here. We appreciate you. We appreciate your friendship. Thank you. You. And here's what I say. Valerie wanted us to say this. So in each week, we're going to do this. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animal, stating the greatness of a nation is its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. And we'll close with that. Play the music. Kyle, thanks for your help aside on the other side of the glass. Make it a great day, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. 